Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. Officially, I saw Dr. Marty Weldman yesterday at 5.45 p.m. He left with Leslie, my childhood friend, who had offered him a ride home in her minivan after I... It was 5.30. You're sure? Mm Mm-hmm. I had a 5.45 reservation at Jewel of India. I know how you hate the wait there. Okay. I last saw Marty Weldman at approximately 5.30 p.m. Can we just call him, Miles? He won't pick up. I told you, he sleeps in till his 11.30 alarm on Saturday. It's his ritual. We'll call soon. Do you have any questions for me? Last night you wanted to... It's 11.24. Maybe he's up. Mm, Marty's clocks are exact. Maybe he is up. More likely someone's calling to notify us of his death. I got it. Hello? Okay. Now you're really making me regret never getting caller ID on the landline. Shh. Okay, what happened? Who is it? Okay. Thanks for letting me know. Kate? It was just Jenny. She's coming over later bringing some of Mom's oatmeal butterscotch cookies. Parcast presents Mind's Eye. Marty Weldman of 323 Stonehaven Drive, Thornton. I believe he's in danger of self-harm. He told me he was feeling hopeless. A lie, but I knew the system. Miles wouldn't let me leave our house, but my 911 call would get someone checking on Marty today. When Jenny arrived, I sent Miles to his home office to do research for me. Specifically, I had theorized that the technical term for my visions was astral projection, which I had read about a long time ago in Michael Crichton's book, Travels, which, for the record, is not as good as Jurassic Park. Yeah, I was disappointed too. Anyway, astral projection involves your spirit leaving your body when you're asleep. I wanted to know if there was a way to gain control when astral projecting. Basically, 
would I be able to turn the experience from something like watching a movie to something like playing a video game? I was rejuvenated. With Miles' help, I could solve this thing. Plus, while he worked, it'd be nice to have some one-on-one -on -one time with my sister. Okay, you wanted to hear about my dreams? Shoot. You're really recording every conversation you have about them? Yes. Did you ever read about those couples who turn into the same person halfway between each other's original personalities? I'm not turning into Miles. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go check my email. Hey, no, I really do want to talk. I'm not a pizza delivery guy just here to drop off cookies and run. Okay. Want a drink? I brought you a bottle of that Kenwood Moscato Zachara you adored when we went wine tasting. It was supposed to be to celebrate your recovery, but we could open it now. That's sweet, but I'm worried about pill interactions. Oh, I'm sure one drink is fine. Any more bad dreams? Um, had another last night. And it was a clear dream, the same as before? Clear? Wasn't blurred out. Why would it be blurred out? Well, did you feel drunk at all? Who dreams that they're drunk? I do, when I'm on Xanax. Fair enough. Speaking of drinking, here, drink up. You're so on edge. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. You're gonna make me drink alone. Drink with Miles. Fine, but tell me about your dream first. It was crystal clear. I remember every detail. I spoke to a psychic. You consulted a psychic? Kate. We have to explore every avenue. How else are we going to solve Dad's murder? Certainly not by bending spoons. You did take those meds, right? Yes. Morning and evening. Happy? Full dose? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I love you. I'm just getting worried. Well, I'm getting worried about astral projecting and my soul leaving my body at night. Uh... That... Moving on. Tell me what you saw last night. I didn't just see the murder. I felt it. Every orgasm, the gentle touches, stroking me, breathing on my neck before I took his life. So it's hot. No! Calm down, Kate. None of this is as big a deal as you're making it. Let a girl make a joke. That didn't sound like a joke. Well, it was. What else? You're just humoring me. Do you kill them during the sex? After? After. And you said you get all the way? <laughs> yes, I don't, I don't want to, though. They're all older and... Older? How much older? Fifties, sixties. And you killed all of them? Yes, I'm... I mean, no, I... I didn't kill them. I dreamt it. I always want to stop, but I, I just can't. Huh. Well, astral projection... I'm sorry, Katie, but that's complete bull. I... I thought you believed me. Yesterday, you were so supportive. I never believed you. I was just trying to help you recover. Clearly, indulging your weird fantasy isn't going to work, so let's listen to Miles and Marty, you know, Dr. Weldman, and drop this whole thing already. I really thought you believed me. I wanted to, Katie. I truly wanted to. 
But what if on the off chance it really could help us find out who killed Dad? Y you don't even want to try? Lots of people who aren't emotionally clouded are trying to figure it out. You need to let them. It's a fantastic stroke of luck that Dad's case is getting so much attention after sitting cold and ignored for all these years. And now the authorities are going to find the blind butcher and bring her to justice. All you have to do is be patient. And maybe take a nap. <coughs> hey, Miles! Want a drink? Uh, have you even had lunch? I'm on vacation. Kind of. Any luck with the research, hon? Well... That's bad news. Tell me. Okay, uh, well, to start, in your dreams, do you ever see a silver cord? Uh, in astral projection, it's, it's a long, thin, shimmering connection between your astral body and your physical body. The silver cord part comes from a Bible verse. Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 6, 7. That's here. Remember him before the silver cord is severed, or the golden bowl is broken, before the pitcher is shattered at the spring, or the wheel broken at the well, and the dust returns to the ground it came from, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. It relates to the concept of a person being both a physical body and an immaterial soul, a main tenet, both Christianity and astral projection. I've never seen a silver cord in any of my dreams. Okay. Uh, well, I read it. If there's no silver cord, an experience like this is more likely to be a memory. A memory? From a past life. That's why you can't control them. You, you can't change what you've already done. What? What I've already done? You have to accept it and move on. So you're saying her whole life... Her whole career as a homicide detective is atonement for a past life when she was a murderer? Mm, I need to do more research. So my sister had a mental breakdown and my brother-in-law thinks she's a reincarnated murderer. This is such a great visit. Miles doesn't think that. He's on my side. You sure? Let me get this. Partner on the force. You sure you should be working? Hello? Miles. Hi, Eric. How are you? Is Miles around? Can you get him? What happened? I'm at liberty to say his Miles business card was found at a crime scene. Okay. Okay. Miles? Miles! When Miles came back, he had news. We went to our room and Miles started crying. <sighs> Miles. <laughs> I'll be okay. I, it's just a shock. Come here. Just let me hold you. Kate, I can't believe it. Want to talk about it? It's okay if you don't. I do. It's Marty. He's dead, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Honey, I'm so sorry. It gets worse. Miles, you just lost a dear friend. 
You don't need to... It's the same signature as the blind butcher. <laughs> the butcher got Marty. They aren't releasing that yet, but... I saw the missing eyes crescent on his stomach to form a smiley face. Jesus Christ. Kate, I'm so sorry. I... <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Did they find any leads? Did anyone see the butcher? You think the police would tell me anything? I thought maybe you overheard or, or asked. I wasn't there for a goddamn scoop, Kate. My friend died. Don't you want to solve this murder? Like you said. Sweetheart, I'm in shock. If I had gone there last night, as soon as I woke up, I could have caught her. I could have stopped her. I could Kate, have... Kate, Kate, you just, you don't need to let the police handle it. I am the police. And I think I know who it is. What? Leslie. Leslie's a copycat killer. Or even the original blind butcher. Uh, Leslie was 17 when your dad died. Plenty of serial killers started young. Amarji Sadat, that eight-year-old baby killer. Edmund Kemper, Ted Bundy, maybe. But just stop. Okay, Leslie doesn't seem like a killer. They never do. <sighs> Who are you calling? The blind butcher. Kate, calm down. Leslie is my best friend. Of course I would go to her when I'm astral projecting. Hi, you've reached Leslie Anderson, Cole Elementary PTA secretary, and one of Mara and Otto's mommies. Please leave a message and we'll call you right back. She didn't pick up her phone. Kate, are you recording this? Note. Leslie Anderson was the last person seen with Marty Weldman, now confirmed deceased. She's been missing since then. As much as I hate to say it, she's the number one suspect. Kate, Kate, take a deep breath. We need to rationally figure out how to best approach the situation. I was rational last night when I saw your friend die and I went back to sleep like a monster. You're not a monster. I watched a man die and I didn't save him. Kate, calm down. Stop telling me to calm down. We need to find hard evidence. Miles, tell me everything about Marty's corpse. Everything. I need a few minutes. We don't have a few minutes. I know you need to grieve, but the first 48 hours are crucial to solving a murder. The butcher is out there, and someone will die. Talk to me. Enough! What the hell? I just wanted to- I'm gonna go. I have to go plan for a funeral. Since Marty doesn't have a family, Miles went off to make funeral arrangements. Meanwhile, I went looking for hard evidence. Something I could bring to Eric and the other detectives on the case so they could get an arrest warrant. I needed outside confirmation that Leslie could be a suspect. Leslie's wife was at work, but I had a witness to her behavior right downstairs. Hey, Jen. Do you remember Leslie doing anything around the time Dad died? You know I tried to block that entire year out. So you don't recall anything odd. Did you two have a fight? Not yet. Look, Kate, a lot of people are going to treat you differently now, just like after Dad died, but it'll go away. It's not about my episode. I want to talk about after Dad died. I don't. 
You're clearly freaking out, so let's talk. The butcher's return. My dreams, the, the constant reminders of Dad's death. It's overwhelming, and I'm upset. And do you think Leslie's acting weird? So you think it's the original butcher, not a copycat? I... Sorry, no, I misspoke. For the record, I think it's the same bit. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just so overwhelmed. Your dad died when you were 17. It's okay to still be upset about it. We were robbed. Robbed of someone to read our college essays. Robbed of being walked down the aisle. Robbed of our closest confidant. I miss him. Me too. And Leslie isn't killing people. Wait, how did you... Lawyer. I know where a good line of questioning's going. Let's talk about Dad. It's worse because we were so young. Yeah. Up until then, the most traumatic thing that ever happened to us was when Comet died in my arms. Died in my arms? I was holding him. You weren't even there. You went to the bathroom in the vet's office and he died while you were gone, remember? No. No, no, I, I, I watched his eyes close. His little tongue lolled out. I, I felt him shrink. I remember it so specifically because when Dad died, I wondered if he shrank a little too. Uh, were we both holding him? Two people can't hold a chihuahua. I know you loved that dog, but I was holding him. I'm not lying. I'm trying to help you remember what really happened. Call Mom. She'll back me up. I know what I felt. I can still feel his fur, his tail plopping on my lap one last time. Okay. Look, you probably don't know the blind butcher. I doubt it's someone as close as Leslie. It's probably a random sex worker or lady perv. Just because the butcher got Marty doesn't mean they have any connection to you. They killed two people I know. Coincidence. You spend too much time on the phone with that psychic. Wait. How did you know Marty died? I overheard. You and Miles. It's the same signature as the blind butcher. <laughs> the butcher got Marty. You overheard. Look, you obviously want someone to serve time for the killing. So do I, but you should rest, Katie. I can't. You're acting crazy. You should take your pill. Maybe a nap? Not a nap. How about some TV? Gilmore Girls? Oh, I just got a text from Miles. Um... I need to go help him look for flowers. Um, you know he knows nothing about that. Yeah, I remember him suggesting dandelions for your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. You okay to leave? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm feeling better already. Guess those meds are working. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Oh, um, Miles took my car keys. Could I borrow your rental? Sure. I'm happy to hang a while. Watch cable. Thanks. Uh, see you. Love you. Love you too. By the end of this conversation, I was 99% sure Jenny was the blind butcher. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Miles won't pick up his phone. I guess he's still mad, so here I am, sitting in a Best Buy parking lot in a rental car, recording my thoughts. So I know I'm not crazy. (sighs) I started driving to Denver, to the station, but I couldn't think straight, so I pulled over. When Jenny and I were kids, we played this game with my dad every Saturday. He'd put us in our separate bedrooms, pick outfits out for us, and tell us to get dressed, but stay in our rooms. He'd enter my room and ask me what Jenny was wearing. I'd guess, and if I guessed right, I'd get to go to Dairy Queen. Then, Dad would go to Jenny's room and have her guess what I was wearing. If she guessed right, she'd get to go to Dairy Queen. And if we both guessed right, Dad would buy us adult-sized ice creams. The three of us ended up at Dairy Queen almost every Saturday. Here's the thing. I don't think it was a game. I think Jenny and I have twin telepathy. After all, how could we possibly guess correctly almost every weekend for years? Twin telepathy. I never, I never chanced to believe in it until now. I wish I could just ask dad how he knew. All I could do was worry in a parked car. I want to be wrong. I can't lose another family member after dad. But then again, if I don't do anything, someone else may die. And I'll see it happen. Jenny and I, we have the same blood, face, thoughts. Our minds are and always have been linked. And now I see her kill. I feel her kill. I kill with her. By most systems of criminal logic, I'm now a threat to Jenny's identity as a killer. So, if Jenny is a serial killer, her next target would be me. She's probably coming after me. Another problem. If it's activated by strong emotions and thinking about the other, it's activated right now. 
Jenny may be seeing through my eyes right now. I might... I might... be able to see through hers. Jenny. Jenny, I am Jenny. I'm on my couch, watching Lorelai whine about wheat coffee on Gilmore Girls. I look down. My hands are sharpening a Swiss army knife. I can see through her eyes. The knife isn't sharp enough. There's a small blood stain. <sighs> this was not how things were supposed to go. Goddamn police and their copycat killer. I feel angry. And the Gilmore's witty repartee isn't helping turn my mood around like it usually does. Kate has figured me out. I'm sure of it. I tested the blade on my thumb. Ouch! Almost nicked it. It was ready, Kate be damned. It's too late for her anyway. No. Ugh. No. I'm Kate. I'm still Kate. But for a minute there, I... I was Jenny. I... Jenny was sharpening her knife and considering her options. But it's too late. It was a message. It's too late. Jenny knows. I know she's the blind butcher. I have to stop her. I had just pulled into my garage. Jenny's car isn't here. She must have gone out. It'll be good for Kate and me to have a little time alone. We fought earlier today. We've been fighting a lot lately. First, I forced her to do a story for my own ambition. Then I accused her of being clinically crazy when she faced a serious problem and I forgot to tell her I loved her this morning. I picked up some cupcakes and her favorite six-pack, and now I'm going to go inside and apologize. I'll tell her I believe her fully. I'll tell her I'm recording everything for my story, or her story, whatever story it's become, starting now. Kate's visions are real and I am ready to catch the blind butcher. Oh, and uh, I'm going to tell her I love her. That was from the last tape Miles recorded for this story.
Mind's Eye was produced by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the ParCast Network. It was developed by Maggie Admire and Max Cutler, sound designed by Ron Shapiro. This episode was written by Maggie Admire, with production assistance by Carly Madden. Original story by Ron Cutler and Howard Cohn. It stars, in alphabetical order, Mike Capozzi, Amber Connor, Kimberly Holland, Sammy Nye, and Carter Roy. <laughs>